So good morning. I really love uh, this uh, sermon to be uh, interactive. Do add any comments you like as we go along. Um, it'll be good to hear what uh, what uh, you're thinking, what what you'd like to say. Uh, except for Fran Clark, who is banned. Just to add that in. Thanks, Fran. So I must admit that um, this has been one of the hardest sermons to prepare because. Well, I don't know why. The passage itself in Romans 12 is, is wonderful. It's so full. It's great. Um, was it lack of time? Well, yes, things have been a little bit busy with a certain wedding for a certain daughter last week. So maybe it's a time factor. Um, but it's, it's really the, this whole um, subject, the whole many subjects in, in Romans uh, 12, um, didn't enable me to produce the perfect sermon. So why on earth, Bruce, do you want to produce a perfect sermon? You've never done it before, so why change now? Well, sometimes what we do, and even what we are, has to be good enough. And this is the case. This sermon has to be good enough. Sometimes we have to accept that we are good enough. God accepts us as we are. We are good enough. So when it came to today's passage, thanks Jane for reading it so well, Paul writing to the Romans seems to be asking the impossible. Give your bodies to God. Give everything that you are over to God. Let your bodies be holy and living sacrifices. Paul must be joking, surely that's impossible. How can we give ourselves completely to God? But then later we see in the passage the key to this, the thing that makes it all possible. Why should we give ourselves away in this way? Because of all that he has done for you. Now may we take a moment to remind ourselves what has God done for us. There are so many things, but may we pause, may we think, may we even create a little list of what has God done for me? Maybe you're thinking of his creation. Here we are in the park enjoying dogs and the wind and it's beautiful. God has created so much for us to enjoy the beauty. Maybe we're thinking of sport, maybe we're thinking of food or family. All these things that God has given to us, but supremely in Jesus. God does not want us, however, to remain as we are. From this passage we see that God wants to change us, not our personalities or simply making us into somebody that we're not or getting rid of that hideous mole that's on the back of our neck. Not necessarily. No, we're talking about changing, being changed from within. He wants to do that by the way we think. He wants to change the way we think about him, about God. He wants us to change the way we think about ourselves. 
So when I said earlier about being good enough, I wonder what went through your mind. So, how does this happen? The passage says by the renewing of our minds. How does that happen? Well, that's probably the subject of another sermon for a, another time. And it's certainly something we would, to give a plug, to our uh, Living With Life uh, support group, which is changing slightly as we move into September. It's going to be called the Wellbeing Cafe. Is that okay to give a plug? Oh, I just did. Those are the sorts of issues we, we might be uh, looking at as we struggle, some of us, with our emotional and mental health issues. So look out for the relaunch soon. Then in verse 4, Paul says, Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other, like it or not. We all belong to each other. What does that mean to you? I believe now, perhaps more than ever, as we are in a vacancy, or as we used to call it, the interregnum, that it's important for us to stick together. Maybe that means we perhaps a little bit more dedicated to our small groups, our home churches, perhaps to youth network or children's network. Band of Brothers, Oasis, whatever it might be. Are we able to say that we are sticking together? If we don't, it is distinctly possible, particularly during lockdown, I think, for us to become a little disjointed, a bit separated, perhaps fragmented, disconnected. We need to find ways to stick together. And God provides the glue, as it were, in these verses. We need to stay connected because we're better together, to use a well-worn phrase, but also that whoever comes to St Tom's in hopefully weeks or months' time, they would like us to be united, to be stuck together. So, I wonder what ways you would think of that we can do that. I've got a, a poem I'd like to read to you, which may help, uh, might inspire us a little bit. Uh, it's either called uh, You're Welcome, or possibly Come and Find Your Place, which is one of our strap lines, perhaps, at St Tom's. It goes something like this. Whatever your thoughts on church, whatever your beliefs about God, you're actually very welcome here. Whether you're full of questions or looking for a home, hungry or hurting, lost or lonely, wanting to make a difference, or just wondering if there's any point in getting to know God at all, then there's a place here for you at St Thomas's Church. Everyone is welcome here. So come as you are. Be accepted as you are. Be relaxed and be prepared to even enjoy yourself. It's surprising, it's infectious, and it's amazing what God can do with you and with me. So as we come into land, this passage is, is also getting us to think about 
our place, our gifts, what we have to offer, what God has given us. And the passage says, if, if we've been given the ability to prophesy, then we should speak out with as much faith as God has given us. If your gift is serving others, then serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. Plenty to think about. I'm sorry that this, this possibly wasn't a perfect sermon. It's really just some thoughts thrown together, if I'm really honest. But I hope and pray that God has spoken to you in some way. Let us know. Put it in the comments, please. How has God spoken to you? And as we give ourselves to God, we remember we do that because of all that he has done for us. God bless you.